0: Hello Balloon Artist Podcast Nation, this is Zivikivi, Kiwi and this is season 7, <sighs> chapter 11. We're almost at the end of the season and I'm really excited because I'm flying in two days to float and to twist and shout. I hope to meet you there. If you are a listener of Balloon Artist Podcast and you're in float or in twist and shout, please come by to our Balloon Artist College booth in float or find me in the gym room in uh, Twist and Shout in Chicago. I'm excited also to visit my brother and uh, his family there. Um, So, uh, good times. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Robert Clark all the way from the other side of the world in Tasmania, Australia. Enjoy the interview and see you at the other end.
1: Take your balloons to the next level as we delve deeper into what truly makes a professional balloon artist with your host, Zivi Kivi. Now, welcome
0: to the Balloon Artist Podcast. Hello, Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. Zivi Kivy here. And today I'm meeting an Aussie friend, Robert Clark. Robert and me, we've been meeting online so many times in the Kids Entertainer Academy, actually. And uh, Robert, is a balloon artist. He's a balloon twister on the first few years of his journey, but he actually does quite a lot over there in Tasmania. Hello, Robert. How are you?
1: Very well, thank you, Gilly. How are you? And how are everyone
0: listening? Hey, hey, guys. And uh, this is quite funny. We're actually recording this in Christmas Eve, like uh, the 24th of December. Uh, this will only air... Sometime around in January, but it is Christmas Eve. So Merry Christmas. In retrospect, I hope you had an amazing Christmas. And thank you so much, Robert, for meeting me in this special day. For so many people, uh, this is a, a big celebration. For me, it's a break because there's no webinars. I finally get one evening off. Okay. So, Robert, tell us a little bit, before we go into the balloon side, tell us a little bit, what kind of a business do you run?
1: I run a, more of an agency than anything. I do very basic balloon twisting myself. I have face painters work for me, people that do temporary tattoos, clowns, costume characters, and then we also have jumping castles.
0: How many people are we talking about? Sounds a lot.
1: <laughs> At the moment, we've got six staff. We're probably going to lose a couple of those in the new year because they've been university students, and now that their studies are over, if they don't get work here, they'll probably move back to the mainland. So we'll probably go on a big recruitment drive again in um, February.
0: And I'm curious, like, how many years is your business already operational?
1: We started Escapades Entertainment Promotions in April this year.
0: Oh, wow. So it's quite new, your work as an agency. Wow. Okay. So in 2018, you've started it. And when did you start doing balloons? I started,
1: I don't know, I've probably been doing it for about 15 years but never really took it seriously. And then one day I met actually the same gentleman that got me into it and Zibby knows the gentleman he's a very good friend of mine by the name of Jeff Hayes and Jeff does some amazing balloons and I looked at it and I thought,
0: that looks easy. It does when when Jeff does that.
1: My word, it does. And, like, I would love to be able to do it and, like, it's real good because I can go to Jeff at any time and say, hey, look, mate, I've got a problem, same as I can with you. Hey, look, we've got a problem, and he'll sit down and explain how to do something. I went silly, like I'm sure a lot of others have and virtually bought everything I can get my hands on. A lot of it was more advanced than my school level. I still only do very basic balloons, but really waiting for the balloon course to come out on Kia.
0: We're talking about the one balloon figure, caused course, by Ori Livni that will actually have uh, 40 different balloon twisting shapes, plus like the way, the psychology of how you can portrait yourself as a skillful artist that can do anything from one balloon. And that's like puzzle of, okay, so how can you make from one balloon that? And how can you make from one balloon this? That is going to be basically a really cool system that Ori Livni was using privately for like uh, 15 years and was unwilling to share it in any other format, in any other place. But now we've managed to convince him. So yes, it will be available in Kia, but also in Balloon Artist College. So uh, be Hay for everyone under the Kiwi Media umbrella. So I want to ask you, Robert, what type of interactions do you get from balloons? Like, why do you care about balloons?
1: Well, I'll be honest. I I actually suffer with bipolar anxiety, and I have days where I just look. We only work probably four or five times a year at the moment. Tasmania is a very strange market, and I can be in like a not so good mood. But just seeing the smile on those kids' faces, just by handing them a bit of latex twisted in a certain way, and the smile just makes it all worthwhile. And even some adults. Mm. I'm slowly starting to see probably over the last few months, a few more kids that can do like the basic dog and a couple of other things. And I I just say to them, well, look, you know, would you like to learn a couple of other little things? You know, like
0: just encourage them wherever I can. Well, you said a few things that are very important. So first of all, you mentioned that in Tasmania, the work for your agency is like four to five months. What happens in the rest of the year, basically?
1: Well, it's real strange. There's bound to be birthdays every weekend. People just don't seem to ring and inquire here in Tasmania for some strange reason. And I've spoken to Jeff and Jeff said, well, you know, things are a lot different now because when he started out all those years ago, it was the phone book and the newspaper We're now social media and everything else. I admit my website's not up to scratch. I'm in the process of redoing my website. Um, I do believe that's costing us a bit of work. A couple of my staff haven't been as good as they could be at their skills. So we just actually had a face painting training day yesterday. A, a lady come down from the other end of the state and come up and train two of my girls in um, the proper procedures of face painting. And in that half lot, like, within the first half now, i just seen a massive improvement. I'm negotiating with Jeff at the moment to possibly maybe do a couple of little things with a couple of the guys that want to do a little bit of learning. But now that the course is going to be available in Kia, I'm going to learn it and then teach the guys. So that way I don't have to sort of pay Jeff. But it's just real strange. People, they just don't want to spend the
0: money. What happens in those four to five months?
1: I don't know. It just seems strange. Like The busy time for us, for birth-wise, is September to January, which here is, what is it, autumn coming into summer in the cold months Tasmania shuts down because it's very cold not as cold as some other places in the world but Tasmanians are funny people they've got to travel more than an hour it's too far they're a unique type of a person and we don't know we, we've looked at things we tried a couple of things um but I've now learned through doing some of the stuff through Blue Nardis College and also Kia that we've done that marketing the wrong way and learning your um, champion building system, I really do believe that's going to make a big impact come 2019.
0: It's such a puzzle for me too. And I really think it's a puzzle worth trying to tackle because obviously, yeah, then that way you can operate your agency throughout the year. Like right now, when there is the low season, what do you do? Do you like fire all of your staff, basically, right?
1: No, well, usually what did happen, but I ended up finding out I was actually breaking the law. They were actually all staff members. As of the first of this month, they are all now contractors, so they're all self-employed. So they have to have their own insurance and all this, that, and the other. They are told right from word go that we cannot guarantee them X amount of hours a week. It's known as an on-call casual. So basically, you're on-call and when work's available, work's available. We do a minimum of a two-hour engagement. and We used to do back in the early days um, when I sort of played around with this business a little bit. We used to do bookings for an hour and it was just too quick. You didn't get half the stuff that you, you felt you did and it wasn't value for money because you have to have a certain price there to cover your costs and everything else where we thought, no, nah, look, we've really got to do the two hours. We've got to do that value for money Type thing. It's not just, you know, entertaining the birthday child to say, Yes, I had a blue twist to hear. It's to entertain everyone else there at that
0: party. I'm interested in this topic specifically. Like, will someone call you and then tell you, Hey, can you come for an hour? And then you will convince them to take the two hours?
1: We do get that occasionally. I've even got someone ring me up and said, Oh, look, you know, we want someone to come and bloom. We only need you for half an hour. And I say, Look, sorry, it's a minimum of two hours. Cost of balloons, I, I always sort of put the packet of balloons up a little bit, which is a little white lie. I say, you know, a packet of balloons is X amount of dollars. You know, then I've got fuel and all this because fuel here in Tasmania is quite expensive. It's come down about 10 cents in the last fortnight, which is good, but it's still around about $1. 50 a $1.50 a litre.
0: Oh, man, by the way, about the white lie, I tell my customers the balloons cost a fortune. And they say, yep. really? And they say, you wouldn't believe how expensive the high-quality balloons are. The high-quality yeah, balloons are? Oh, man, they are a killer.
1: Well, what I usually say is I say, yeah, and the balloons are around about $80 a packet, and they've got to come from America. Okay. And you usually then get the line, oh, but I can go down to the $2 store and get them for like $3 a packet. And I say, go right ahead, and I guarantee the in tears.
0: Yeah. Oh,
1: what do you mean? I said, they're not as good quality. And you sort of had that little bit of a talk about, you know, we use premium quality balloons, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Parents, when they think about quality, like it's easy to explain that to them. You can tell them, hey, imagine if you would buy a set of clothes for your kid and they will tear down after one time or after one laundry. You wouldn't want to keep buying those clothes. Same goes with balloons. You don't want to buy cheap balloons, right? So I think parents can get that really easily. Yeah, I don't use it regularly with the white lie of how much I spend, mm-hmm. but I do spend a fortune. So I don't even consider it a, a lie. I do spend a fortune on balloons in the overall. So it's very easy for me to connect to that feeling and say, you yeah. know, that they are really expensive.
1: Uh, so like, as, as I sort of said, I, I can't remember if it was in one of the Q&As or one of the um, marketing uh, mastermind groups, rather. I'm really struggling getting testimonies back. So even I'm not following up. If we don't get an answer from a client, I may ring them and they'll say, oh no, well, we decided not to have it. Well, I'll leave it at that. I won't go into saying, well, why have you changed your mind? Was it the price? Was it the birthday child decided she didn't want a balloon twister? So as I said, there's a lot of those little things marketing wise I haven't been doing correctly. And I think that's why the business is struggling as, as a little bit as it
0: is? Well, you know, it's really quite a journey where the details matter. So you just have to improve every single element. Like it's a chain where the weakest chain keeps slowing you down, but need to keep replacing all of the weaker chains. So the website is important. Your skills are important getting those testimonials, are it's all important. That's why it's sometimes very frustrating to be doing the business side of, of entertainment.
1: And one thing, I, I don't know if you were going to touch on this later or not, Divi, but I'll say it while it's fresh in me, my my mind. If you're going to go into business by yourself, don't refuse help. You cannot do everything yourself. Outsource wherever you can. That's the mistake I've done. I treated it as my baby, and no one can do it as good as me. And I've learned the hard way it doesn't work.
0: Balloons can give you this really immediate uh, satisfaction and gratitude because you see the kids and the adults really appreciate it immediately. It doesn't matter where you are, in the States, in Canada, in Tasmania, in Israel, everywhere in the world, kids respond in such a wonderful way to balloons. So tell me a little bit, how do you learn or how did you get started with learning uh, a few of the sculptures you make?
1: Back in the early days, it was mainly YouTube. Then I came across Julian's magician school because I was going to sort of go into magic as well. And then through the course of that, Kia came out with Ken and slowly but surely, um, Julian added the balloon workshop and I sort of convinced Jeff to join Kia. I said, look, you know, your input would be really great here, Jeff. You're an old dog, and like uh, Jeff, that's just a saying here in Australia. is if you're uh, like an old soul, like someone that's been in the business for quite a while. And he said, you know, another group, and he said, oh, I'll have a look at it. And yeah, well, he ended up joining. And I was always trying to convince Ken to interview Jeff, but he never got around to it. But Jeff posted a few things here and there. I grabbed down um, the three DVDs that Jeff's made, and he. Works at a local market here every weekend, uh, every Sunday, unless he's off on conference or not well because his health's really been poorly of late. So I usually just go down and have a bit of a chat with Jeff, watch what he's doing, and we, we just chuck a couple of ideas around. Basically, just learn. And, and that's the problem. Like, there's so much information out there. I can't really sort of give a balloon entity to it, but I'll use a face painting entity, a butterfly, like painting a f- butterfly. On YouTube there's over three hundred butterflies. And I believe it's the same way. You, you've got to find the way that you feel comfortable doing it. Because it's real hard because here in Australia, some of the terms that the Americans use, we've got totally different terms for. And like when Jeff's explaining something to me, he'll say, I'll use a, a loop twist. Well, here in Australia it's called a lock twist. And they are saying, Oh, a lock twist, I said, A what? And, like, then he's shown show you, uh, oh, right, he said, say, oh, you know, you're using the American terminology. And it was hard just sort of watching. And even Cody Williams, another brilliant balloon twister. I've actually brought one of um, Cody's DVDs, but during the moving and everything, I've misplaced some of my resources, so I'm madly going through boxes in the new year to sort of try and find some of the old resources again. Holly Harper, um, the Twisted Sister, she's another brilliant twister. I've really followed, um, Sandy. Missouri. Yes, I've looked at some of her stuff, and some of her stuff is, looks really elegant, but is really simple to make yeah. when you sit down there and really watch the tutorials properly. But what I found with a lot of them, there was a Korean gentleman. I can't remember his name. And because English isn't his natural language, so you've got that accent problem. But even while he's doing a tutorial, he's doing the balloon at like, Line pace, so you've got to stop the video, rewind it, watch it again, and so you're watching like the same bit about four or five times. And I just end up saying, "Look, this is impossible." So find an artist that you really connect with, and you can follow, and just follow him. and And most of the guys out there are quite willing to sort of answer questions if you you know you like them on Facebook or whatever. Most of them will get back to you and say, "Hey, yeah, look, this is what I do."
0: Yeah, that's one of the great characteristics of the balloon industry or the way we call us like the balloon family is that we are very sharing. We're a very helpful bunch. You are lucky to be living near Jeff Hayes. Jeffrey is super talented and and very proficient in this artistry. I'm very lucky in the same way to live very close to Ori Livni and to Guy Sheffer. And both Mm -hmm. of them, in their own ways, are are great teachers in our territory. So really, it's like finding someone in your area that is a very mature balloon artist, that is skillful, that like is well-advanced in the journey to become a balloon boss. That is something that is probably the best asset for you. And if you can't do that, then at least use the online resources like Balloon Artist College.
1: And that's one of the things that I sort of struggled with when I first started in the business. I thought, well, you know, I don't want to speak to Zivi Kivy for argument's sake. He lives in Hobart, which is like two and a half hours drive from here because he can still work from me. And then I sort of sat down and thought, oh, I thought, and like through doing that, the course of she'd taken over the kia and that Zivi, I thought, well, hang on a minute, we can learn from each other. I'm actually hurting my education by not sharing with these people, saying, hey, look, I'm struggling with this. Who else has struggled with this? Yeah, what's your suggestion? And, and as you know, Zabie, I've posted in the um, Facebook page quite a few times, you know, such and such is a problem, you any advice. And the community out there is just wonderful. And I say, so, look, this is my opinion. And even on Q&A, and and anyone listening to this hasn't been to a mastermind, look, Zibi hasn't asked me to say this, but I highly, 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 highly
0: recommend join one of the mastermind groups. They are so worth it. It really is strategic to be in a mastermind group. Uh, I'm just reading the book, uh, Creativity Inc. by the CEO of Pixar, the animation studio. And they have something which is like a mastermind group. They call it the brain Trust. It's pretty much like a mastermind group, but with People that are very active on storytelling because they need to improve their stories for their films constantly. They just have to fix all sorts of problems in the plot every time. When you go to see the movie at the end, like Toy Story, Toy Story 2, Toy Story 3, and so Mm -hmm. on, Pix and Incredibles, all of those amazing movies up, you know, with the balloons, they didn't start in the way that they started, they were evolved to this. And for us, we have the mastermind group where we can actually talk about business and we can talk about balloons and we can talk about performances. And it's always reassuring when you present a problem. And I love doing this. Like I ask anyone that has this problem to raise their hands and you can actually see all the faces on all the webcams of everyone that is in the meeting. And you suddenly see like, of the people raising their hand. And it really reassures you to know that, oh man, I'm not alone in this and let's listen because maybe they have some advice from experience. And thank you so much for your kind words and for being so active with us. I'm really excited in this journey, walking this together with you. And specifically, Robert, you need to tackle quite a lot of hurdles, even just being a bipolar That by by itself presents opportunities, but at the same time, it also presents some serious hurdles. And then you have a team of people that are counting on you that you will provide jobs for them and gigs. And you have this weird little place called Tasmania that I'm only saying weird because for me, as an Israeli, I don't understand the mechanics of the market yet. I really am trying to learn this because I'm I'm interested in the end of the story. Where do we get to the point where you fixed these many chains and then suddenly it works?
1: The thing that seems to really work here, because like, there's a face painter here that is absolutely brilliant. She doesn't do ballooning. She does do tattoos. She now does jumping castles. She's a brilliant face painter, but she never smiles. She doesn't interact with the children. And I admit mean, I don't smile, but at least I try and interact with the children by having a joke with them or accidentally, you know, when you blow the balloon up, you make sure it tickles them on the head. You know, you interact with them. But this woman is so stone-faced, yet she's booked constantly. Hmm. And I thought, well, how are you doing this? And it's word of mouth. And I thought, well, isn't that interesting? Yes, yeah, she's doing these amazing faces, but she's not interacting with the children. And yeah. like you listen to anywhere anyone there in the academy, I'll be honest. I haven't listened to a lot of the podcasts in the um, balloon artist college, but I'll presume it to be the same. They say you know engage with the children. Well, yeah. this woman doesn't, yet she's being successful. So she's like total opposite. Should be happening to what is happening
0: in America. They have a tipping culture, so they tip a lot. There are tips all over the world, but specifically in America, it's a big culture where yes. they can actually walk for tips. And it will be, they can work for a base amount of money and then the tips will make everything worthwhile because people in restaurants will tip a balloon at this very easily, relatively. And then there's a term, I think Sam Kremins invented it, it's called um, belly gazer, like you gaze to your belly all the time. Maybe it's not some, I, I think it is Sam. In any case, I can get it that interacting with the kids is important if you need tips. And I can get it that interacting with the kids is important When if you want to sell shows, like if you want to create some deeper interaction that will eventually sell birthdays or sell magic shows, definitely. And I can get it that interacting with the kids is good, period, for the kid and for the experience of not Mm -hmm. feeling like a balloon machine, but feeling like a performer or an entertainer or even a street performer, Like like to feel like, your art is not just in your hands, but if she's that good and she gets results, I think what I would take from it is not that you shouldn't interact with the kids, but rather that you should strive to be reaching mastery.
1: The tipping thing does not work here in Tasmania. If yeah. you get a tip here in Tasmania, like um, in walking Well, I've never really heard of it. Jeff would probably get away with it because he's just got that personality where he'd virtually demand it because he has got a little badge made up that says, um, I work for tips. And he quite often wears it. But, like, I've spoken to other entertainers here in Tasmania and I said, no, they've never gotten a tip.
0: It's the same in Israel. You need to kind of be very good and kind of a bit of demanding to Mm -hmm. get the tip. You can't go through just expecting that you will understand that uh, because it's not in the culture really to tip that often. It's yep. quite the opposite. Like if there's a free opportunity, people will line up. We quite often,
1: well, not so much now um, because the councils tightened up the laws a little bit. But we used to have buskers here in our mall, and naturally, they'd had their little guitar case out or whatever, and you'd walk past because I'm always interested. And, you know, sometimes you'd sort of see, you know, a small few chords. Sometimes you might see a few notes. But what I end up learning, what a lot of the buskers over here are doing is preloading their tip yeah. jar. So, like, they might have a $20 note in there just for argument's sake. So they think, oh, wow, this guy must be good. So they feel obliged to match what's in the tin. And I watched a guy from the mainland here at a big festival we have called Festivale, which is they close one of the big parks here in Launceston cost you a fortune to walk into the park, and then they have various things happening. Like it's a big food and wine festival, they have entertainers and that there. And this guy from Melbourne was amazing. He um, did stunts and everything on a BMX bike. And what he did, he said, I'll give $10 to a child that will come up and perform for five minutes. And that's how we drew his crowd and just got everyone to, you know, scream, shout, cheer. And the crowd come, he handed the kid the $10 And the people, he went on with his show and the average tip
0: was $20. Oh man, that's smart. I love it. That's really smart. In Israel, because there's no tipping culture in places where they do want to get a tip, like waitresses or barmen and stuff, they will make sure that there's a call to action on the tip jar and it will be as clever as possible. So you really see like an evolution on the call to action. So it's all sorts of things like, one more shekel, like shekel is our uh, dollars, so one more shekel and I can fly to Thailand for a vacation. Or it will say like uh, boys versus girls, who will tip more? And there's two, yeah. two jars and all sorts of these, like it will have typos and it will say, I really need to learn how to write and read. Please help me. And it was like full of typos And with this nice smiley that makes you feel like, oh, I really need to help this guy. And it's all fake, obviously. Like, people know how to read and write. Just that it's a clever way to ask for a tip. That is a very clever marketing point. Yeah, they just keep inventing sentences for it to make it look fresh and to make it look interesting. I saw one. I was stunned. It said, my boss is a jerk. And... He pays me so little. Please help me overcome this jerk boss. And like, obviously, the boss saw that. And people just respect the directness nature of it, because that's mantra here in Israel. Robert, I really hope to look back in six months from now, in 12 months from now, we will meet again and again believe in our mastermind group, in the Kids Entertainment Academy. And so we could, in the future, once you're done with your website and once you improve your skills and all that jazz, we could look back into this interview and say, oh man, remember that back then we said four months a year or five months a year, it does work and then it closes down and shuts down. And how can you grow with that? I really hope and believe that uh eventually you'll get there one step at a time. One day, each day counts and each smile counts. Thank you so much for sharing with us a little bit, just a glimpse into your world and into your hurdles. Guys, if you listen to this and you have some idea, some tip for Robert, maybe you live in a place where you also had um, a problem where you only were managing to get work in certain months and you did something to overcome this problem. Maybe even you're from Tasmania or from anywhere else that has this uh, problem and you know how to overcome it. Then please go to the balloon artist Facebook group and let us know what do you think about it. We'll keep the discussion rolling there. And Robert, Merry Christmas, obviously. And thank you so much. And uh, see you. Guys, next week on the Balloon Artist Podcast. Bye-bye. I hope you've enjoyed the interview with Robert Clark. Uh, as I'm getting ready to flying to float the convention, uh, where Balloon Artist College is actually one of the sponsors, I have to uh, share with you that you know if you're listening to this and you're coming to float, there is one special reason why you should be excited, and that is related to actually the special deals that we're going to make available within the days of float so i'm talking about our five balloon decor uh, courses that we have so the first one is our newborn party's balloon decor course which is usually running for 600 bucks and is going to run for a very very special discount for float and that is 200 bucks, really, still uh, only available on balloonartistcollege.com during the days of float. And then that's the first course. A, the newborn parties balloon decor course is all about how to create decor that is higher end. Uh, and there's f- six different designs there, really high end stuff by Nirina Vital Schechter. Another course we have in Balloon Artist College on a sale for decorators is the larger than life course that we just launched. Um, it doesn't have a huge discount because we just launched it, it, has an, it had an amazing uh, response, but it will be on uh, a sale for people that are in float physically. Selling made easy, oh my God. This course helped so many people gain more confidence with cold calls and with sales. And this course is going to be available for uh, 250 bucks instead of 450 bucks while we are in float. And there are two courses that are not available yet, but there are DECOR courses that are on pre-sale mode prior to the launch. So one of them is the Balloon Strands by Karen Friedman Bracha, and this is a DECOR course that actually has, you know, some helium options and some uh, non-helium options on how to uh, decorate uh, things with strands, how to make balloon strands that are wonderful and, and adorable And there's like, I think, more than eight different options there. I think around 10 options. It's really good. Uh, Then we have the Airfield Designs by Dennis. Uh, Airfield Designs is a course that teaches you how to work with foils, how to connect them, how to create a lovely, deliverable, or decorating piece based on foils. And uh, it's all airfield. It's really uh, useful because of the prices of helium. Both of those co- courses are going to be available in Balloon Artist College within the next 45 days. And so we are selling them while at float, only for people at float for around 80 bucks each. So it's really like uh, also a great opportunity to be a part, uh, to take part on creating some new exciting resources. So, five courses that are courses that are designed for decorators. In general, we will have more and more. Uh, Balloon Decor Courses Within 2019 And if you are interested In any of these You can always check BalloonArtistCollege.com If you're listening to this In retrospect And it's not even float uh, uh, Anymore Then um, yeah guys Even the full prices Are really really Affordable and fair And there's always An installments option I hope you've enjoyed This episode Of Balloon Artist Podcast Thank you for listening. Thank you for the opportunity to share with you what we are doing in Balloon Artist College. And now I will just say bye-bye and see you next week on Balloon Artist Podcast. We're actually scheduling an episode in advance so you will be able to hear Balloon Artist Podcast even while I'm at float slash twist and shout. See you guys next week. Hello, Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. Zivi here, and this is the tip section of Balloon Artist Podcast. And today, I want to share with you a quick story about a scary thing that happened to a balloon artist friend of mine. His site was hacked by hackers from Turkey. Um, they actually uh, made sure that you know that they're from Turkey. I don't know why, but uh, that's what we had. And it was... Uh, Very scary, like the site had all sorts of pictures that you don't want a mom to watch those pictures just before she books you as a balloon artist. So uh, he contacted me, we contacted like the hosting company, like you should if someone broke into your website. We retrieved a backup and recovered his site in like a matter of three minutes. And... Uh, Obviously, we changed the passwords and installed some plugin to secure the site. And then, you know, everything was fine. However, uh, it was, you know, there was was a few things that were good to learn. One of them is the fact that um, he checked his websites uh, pretty much every single day. So there was almost no damage at all, maybe even no damage at all. Retrieving the backup was easy because he was using a hosting company that actually supports that type of of uh, a service for free called SiteGround. But there is another company called managewp.com that actually helps you create backups for your site for $2 uh, for every month. And I have some websites that I use like the native backup service from the hosting company and some... Websites like the balloon artist podcast website that I actually have to use an external backup service because of the type of the package that I'm using so I just wanted you to know this thing is real backuping your website is important you can either check that with your hosting company or go to a company like managewp.com I have no gain from uh, telling you this information it's like just go and make sure your your site is backed up. Thanks you for listening for Balloon Artist podcast and see you next week in a brand new episode with a brand new tip at the end.